When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back to that Chelsea podcast and a very good evening or good morning when you're listening to this, where Chelsea have just gone to Villa Park, 1-3-1 and arguably put in their best performance since. Well, we will get on to that in a bit. Joining me to look back at, without doubt, the happiest night of the season. I can't even get my words out. I'm happy. The happiest night of the season so far, potentially the best performance of the season so far, without a doubt, it's Harrison Burridge from the Chelsea Social. Harrison, how are we doing, my man? What a difference a few days, mate. I'm fantastic. Indeed, indeed. After what was just in general a grim four or five days, and I I had the feeling before tonight that it could just be a, a totally miserable week and a, and a week where Chelsea season crashes and burns. No, there's still life in the old dog yet, or in Chelsea's case, the young dog. One of the youngest average ages, 22.8 or something, I think Lee Park said. Anyway... As always, do guess I get them to give themselves a plug to Harrison. Tell people where they can find you and all your stuff. Uh, personal stuff find me at HBurge too, and then you can find me also over on the Chelsea social at the Chelsea social, which will be in a completely different mood to the days from the Wolves loss. So come on, join over. We'll have a bit of fun, I reckon, the next couple of days. Indeed, indeed. All those links will be in the description below. Right, yeah, Chelsea beat Aston Villa. 3-1 at Villa Park. This evening means they secure their place in the fifth round and secure that home tie against Leeds United. Harrison, before we just get on to the performance itself, again, tonight just felt huge. It had kind of just been, I mean, it had been just a miserable, really, yeah, after tonight, it had just been a miserable, miserable week after what had been before that, quite a happy happy period it just felt like again the walls were the walls were caving in and the amount of stuff we were hearing in the media that got leaked you know about you know supposed training methods players unhappy Poch being unhappy it did just feel like the walls were caving in and I mean it, it, it feels like 
it feels silly to try and guess when a Chelsea manager will go because, you know, but it did feel that tonight could have been potentially really, really fatal. But Harrison, as it turns out, we've the, the cup run continues and there's more life in Poch yet. There's a lot more life in Poch yet. Well, till 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 Monday. We breathe till Monday. Um, but um, yeah, tonight tonight was huge, wasn't it? Just to just to get through in the cup. <laughs> Massive. I mean, you kind of touched on it there. It was very. It was like a bit of like a doomsday scenario coming to this game after the Wolves result. All that stuff is pouring out in the media. You're thinking. I mean, I certainly had no expectations of getting anything at Villa Park tonight, especially when you consider. Aston Villa this season and their record at home but to not only beat Aston Villa in the state Chelsea came into the game but blow them away dominate them and be deserving winners by a country mile I mean words won't do it justice I don't think you can really after the go from back to back four goals to feet to a performance like that wow I mean you do wonder do you wonder a bit with the players you've got yourself up for tonight why not the last couple of games but then that's a wider issue at Chelsea. We can we probably can park a bit for tonight in the immediate aftermath of that. But I mean, it's just special to be able to carry on again in the cups you mentioned because it is one of our routes into Europe. Obviously, there was one where ninety minutes away from the League Cup, but you want to you want to cover as many bases as possible to try and make sure you get into some form of European competition next year. And Chelsea done that and ticked a lot of boxes in the process tonight too. Yeah, yeah, indeed, this is the FA Cup is the more, you know, the more rewarding ones, given that is FA Cup, uh, that is Europa League qualification, right, the Carabao Cup, is Conference League. Um, yeah, to, to paraphrase a, a famous quote, Chelsea is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get next. But Harrison, my immediate thoughts just when watching my game, we'll get into it. That was, without, I mean, I don't even think this is hyperbolic because it's just more just a, a general reflection of how poor Chelsea have been over the past two seasons. But when I was watching my game, I think that's the best performance we've seen post-Madrid under Thomas Tuchel. And I mean, you know, we could probably even go back into the, you know, the second half of that, you know, second season under Tuchel. And it's probably better than quite a few performances we did see kind of in that run. But genuinely, it felt... And we're talking about that statement, which I said, I don't think is is too hyperbolic because said Chelsea, that was a good Aston Villa side we played today. When we played them off the park, that was some absolute liquid football. I, I mean, I do think, you know, towards the end, we did tire a bit. And of course, in typical Chelsea fashion, we still can't keep a clean sheet. Um, you know, we and we know we do have to suffer an injury casualty. You know, we can't quite have nice things. Um, but Harrison, genuinely, I mean, yeah, so we'll get into players in a bit as, you know, performance as well. But I genuinely think that's the best performance we've seen as a Chelsea fan since that, you know, heroic defeat in Madrid in that second leg under Thomas Tuchel. That was on it. I can fool, I can fool any of those starters tonight. They were They were all on it. Yeah, I mean, you're probably not you're probably not wrong there. The one against, albeit obviously it was a draw this season, but the one against Man City at home early in the season comes to mind for kind of going toe-to-toe with one of your top teams in football. But to, for a kind of, as you touched there, complete performance where you can't you know, fault a single player at all across the whole 90 minutes, there's nothing that comes close, especially in the last 18, 24 months and under kind of Todd Bowley's reign since he kind of took over his owner, really. And I think that's kind of the ludicrous and remarkable thing at the same time about tonight is they've pulled a rabbit out of the hat in the most special way. They've kept themselves in the hat, ironically as well, for the FA Cup. But at the same time, they've rejuvenated the fan base and the squad looks rejuvenated as well from a point where after last when this time, well, yeah, like this time last week with Liverpool and then Sunday itself with Wolves and you're just wondering 
where do we actually go next? Where is the next steps? Is it the change that I and, and others have called for? But now we've, we're in a position where, okay, it's one game, but if the players can apply themselves in this manner going forward in every game, Pochettino nails the tactical setups like he did tonight. Because I think, he did it, to be fair to me, he did it in the first match against Villa as well. He got the tactical setup spot on against Unai Emery. And the 4-4-2 kind of shape out of possession on... Out, when they're out of possession with Gallagher and Palmer's the, on the front two pressing worked perfectly. Villa had no time on the ball. They couldn't play out the back, couldn't get it down into Watkins, their main outlet. And it's just fantastic across the board in so many ways tonight. Yeah, and Harrison, you sure mentioned, you know, about, you know, we go around the, in the first leg. Like I said, I think, you know, actually, one thing we've seen, the three performances Chelsea put in against Aston Villa the season have been pretty good. And each performance just has built on the last. It has just got better and better. And it said it did culminate you know, in a victory tonight, which, you know, is is seismic. I don't, you know, pe- I don't think people really should, you know, obviously, you know, don't overplay that the significance of what it means for Chelsea moving forward. But just in terms of the actual significance of time, this was an Aston Villa side, but were in really good home form. Obviously, Newcastle had gone there recently and won, but Aston Villa at Villa Park is a very difficult place to go. And yeah, Chelsea really were exceptional. Uh, Harrison, Chelsea get up and running. Uh, it's a lovely, lovely opener that is, you know, got Enzo, Jackson and Madueke involved in. It's finished off by Colin Gallagher for his first goal of the season. He's finally off the mark. He's been threatening it all season. And Harrison, I mean, tonight was a big night for a lot of players, but I thought for Connor as well, I think really he's 2024. He's, you know, he we obviously know the quality he's kind of shown this season, how he's been one of Chelsea's best players. But I do think sort of in 2024 and uh, so far, anyway, his his form and his performances had kind of dropped a bit and really, you know, all that was to show was that sort of cameo, 25-minute cameo off the bench against Millsborough and the second leg when we're, you know, falling up and the game's gone, there's no real pressure. But tonight he showed, you know, the levels he can show, you know, why he has been so trusted throughout the season and some that has, you know, the levels that has been missing in recent weeks. His game by numbers, 90% pass accuracy, 54 touches, 36 out of 40 passes completed, five out of six, five out of six ground jewels won, two out of two tackles won, two out of two dribbles completed, two key passes, one goal. And I mean, Harrison, and he was sort of playing, you know, pressing sort of him and, him and Palmer point sort of like a front two pressing from from the front sort of out possession. I mean, I thought that was an outstanding performance from Connor Gallagher. Well, you know, and it, it was such a lovely, lovely opening goal, wasn't it? But just just a word on, on Connor. Yeah, he's a player I know a lot of the fan base do, but I admire him greatly. And you, you want those moments, and I think it's even better than the fact it was his birthday yesterday. So it's kind of a bit of a belated birthday present. The goal tonight will come kind of at the perfect time, but. It's a bit obviously he's like his kind of the way he runs and presses is always used almost by some uses kind of like a stick to bash him. But as I kind of touched on a moment ago, it's perfect for games and tactical setups like that when you need someone to cause a bit of havoc, a bit of chaos, a bit of indecision in the opposition defenders' minds when they are on the ball. And Gallagher with his kind of terrier like behaviour is perfect for that. And he's he combined it with his stuff on the off the ball as well tonight and as well. And it's just fantastic when he's playing like that because he is such an asset to this Chelsea side. However often he is banded about in the media as being one that constantly looking to sell, he will always put in these performances while still obviously not being the perfect, fully rounded, well-rounded player and has those bad days if you've kind of touched on since the turn of the year. But when he plays like this and when he plays alongside the other two in the midfield, Enzo Fernandes and Moises Caicedo like that, you can't argue that this is probably Chelsea's best mid- three-man midfield at the moment and there's a reason why Postion turns to it in every single game. Yeah, uh, Harrison, the second goal was scored by Nicholas Jackson, a lovely cross from Malo Gusto, obviously nice for, for Gusto to bounce back. I thought he was, you know, just really good tonight, just solid, you know, in a great, in an attacking sense and it's great, you know, to know that we've got that 
uh, you know, when Reese isn't there, that he, you know, he really is stepping up to the plate a lot of the time and, and you know, you know, helping fill that void. But Boris and, you know, Harrison, so I guess a word on him and also Nicholas Jackson, who obviously has a part to play in the first goal, obviously, you know, takes off, you know, interesting position sort of featuring more sort of out, uh, on sort of that left wing, you know, really at points during, during my game. But then he's, you know, in the right place at the right time to head home, which I feel like is his first headed goal for Chelsea. I could be wrong. I feel like a lot of his goals have sort of been in and around the box and sort of, you know, getting in sort of, tap-ins or you know rebounds etc I feel like that's his first heady goal I could be wrong someone might point that out to me but Harrison we also kind of see what Chelsea have been missing in this last month so you know with Jackson away Afcon he comes back into the side and I mean again he was just absolutely electric and again just a, and a word on him as well. and he's worked so hard as well tracking back getting you know making tackles as well like it's a common theme when we watched it but this Chelsea team just ran and ran and ran till they till they ran out of breath really but just a word on on Gusto and um Jackson, who obviously link up for for that second goal. Yeah, I mean, I start start with Gusto. I think obviously his last act Sunday was the giving away of that penalty that kind of typified the whole day and performance. But he's still obviously a young lad, like well, so many of this team are. But he's bounced back fantastically tonight and come back and dominated that right hand side. He was up and down that right hand side like, like it was a hundred meter race at time for him today, and the perfect cross for the second goal couple of important blocks and interceptions elsewhere. You can't fault that. He's, he's he's a bit rash at times defensively, but you do look at him and you think this is a very shrewd piece of business by Chelsea. Again, it's one of those players that aren't the big money, like Petrovic, like Palmer, that are delivering for Pochettino's side, whereas the others, maybe like Yimitruk, for example, isn't constantly delivering, but cost, cost probably triple if all the add-ons come in of Gusto, which is kind of mad when you think about it. But very good from him tonight. And then Jackson... He's an, he's an enigma in some ways to some fans because obviously a lot of people look to him like, well, you need to be scoring us goals. And to be fair to my Finn, that's now nine or ten in all competitions this season, Finn, which I mean for his first, first season in English football after kind of really only one purple patch as such for Villarreal last season is fantastic. But he just brings so much energy, as you touched on, the runs off the ball, the movement, the stretching of the defence. And then tonight, popping up at the right, to- right place, right time, Perfect header as well, because I think they pointed out on commentary as well, it was slightly behind him. He's done really well to guide that into the far corner, kind of deflecting Gusto's crossing. And it's perfect for him on his kind of his first start back. He hadn't really featured in the last couple of games. And I think Pottino knows, and kind of you saw how he kind of didn't really f- fancy using Broya in the time he was gone. He knows he's got Jackson back, and it's such an asset to the team. The fact he, as well, he, he looks better off the left, which then allows to do whatever he wants in the middle with his tactical fluidity and stuff and expose teams there and allow Jackson to kind of drift in and use his pace and go in, in that manner. And full fair play to him again, like everyone else, up to the mark tonight and delivered fantastically. Yeah, and I guess we can, you know, on that view tonight, we can see why Nicholas Jackson, I guess, originally did start out as a as a winger. Um, obviously, I mean, you know, that front three again in general, like, were just so good and like Nonny Madueke, I think like a, a word from obviously you know he has that really nice layoff for 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 Connor's goal for the opener and then he just has a a moment in that in that game where he just goes like on a dribble and he never looks like he's in full like control of a ball but he somehow just like keeps keeps at it rinses the Villa play and it ends up like leading for a chance for for Palmer but Martinez passes uh, palms away his game by numbers ninety six percent pass accuracy forty one touches twenty five out of twenty six passes completed five out of nine ground juice one three key passes three out of five dribbles completed two out of three tackles one one assist I mean yeah Harrison again Nonny who'd been you know he who struggled I think you know she's obviously struggled at 
at Anfield, um, you know, really did sort of sort of struggle struggle there. Um, you know, but again, that was you know nice performance to get back on track. And as I said he is a player. You know, while there there are maybe still con- there may be concerns about the way Mudrik is developing. Noni Madueke, you know, been slowly, you know, since, yeah, really, you know, sort of, I said, I go back to since that, you know, cameo off the bench at Wolves, in general, has been putting in, you know, some really solid performances. And this, you know, yeah, sure, maybe it's definitely a game that suited him. But again, we kind of saw moments in that first leg as well, where he just didn't, you know, wasn't, couldn't quite be, be clinical. But again, I mean, yeah, tonight he was a part of that front three that caused Villa so many problems. And, you know, part of the reason why Chelsea just looks so good and so fluid and so threatening in attackers. I mean, yeah, Chelsea, as I said, just look ridiculous. I, I couldn't recognise this team. Yeah, pace is, su- pace is such an asset in football. I mean, and Madueke has that in bucket loads. And I think you touched on that one kind of mental run he had at one point. And that's what kind of you want your wingers to be doing. You want them to be brave. You want them to be taking on your men and Sterling hasn't done so much in recent weeks. He, maybe he's taken the safe option of keeping the ball going backwards and you lose that forward momentum. But Madueke tonight, maybe obviously we imagine a lot has been said behind the scenes from Pochettino and his staff in the aftermath of the last couple of weeks and, you, and the whole team were fired up but you could see Madueke had the bit between his teeth tonight. He had a point to prove. He was in there ahead of Sterling. He had a chance and he was he was determined to take it and take it he did. Fantastic performance. There was a chance he had early on where he had that really kind of promising strong run into the box and the shot just kind of skewed off his foot and I was a bit worried that it could dent his confidence and kind of step, put him back another couple of steps but he kind of took it in his stride and built on that and used that as motivation and if he can, again, if like Sterling early in this season when he was on song, if you can get your wingers in, conf- in a confident mood, running at defenders, taking on, beating their men and creating for their fellow attackers, it's a perfect formula for the rest of the team because you're going to cause chaos, you're going to cause havoc in the opposition, you're going to create chances and if you like tonight where the finishing mode is on, you're going to score goals and win games of football. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah, Harrison, let's talk about probably the, the man of, of the moment. Enzo Fernandez scores a third. It is a sensational free kick. I also just have to rate the the, the homage to, you know, to, to Frank Lampard, you know, a fellow number, number eight. I said that, that, you know, the same ground, that end of the ground, and, you know, so pointing uh, as well. Um, yeah, Harrison, I mean, one, I kind of would do, you know, him and Caicedo, Amazing what happens when, you know, they're sort of actually together and there's not loads of space between them. But, you know, Enzo is deeper, etc. But it meant that he's now scored six goals for Chelsea. He's only scored more career goals for River Plate, 12. Um, 
His last three goals for Chelsea have all been in the Cups and a lot of his goals for Chelsea have been in the Cups. His game by numbers, 91% pass actually, 62 touches, 43 out of 47 passes completed, five out of five long balls completed, three ground rules won, two out of three tackles won, one goal. I mean, yeah, Harrison, I think that's probably up there with, you know, his performance against Liverpool on the opening day in terms of his Chelsea performances. Like that was certainly one of his best. I mean, he was just absolutely outstanding. And, it, you know, I guess a word on him, a word on the free kick. And, you know, then I guess we'll kind of move it on as well to his midfield partner, Moises Caicedo, because it's amazing how good those two look when, you know, they're actually, you know, play together. There's not loads of space between them. They're both sort of, you know, quite close to each other. They can both just do their thing. Because they said Enzo, you know, obviously has that part in the in the first goal as well, you know, you know, right at the start. Um, just, just a word on all that. You talk about kind of the doomsday scenarios that were thrown out in the media after the Wolves game. And Enzo was at the centre of it all. He was apparently, he'd had enough with Chelsea. He, he was off. That was it. And then obviously he's come out this evening with his agent. It was a load of nonsense. And then he goes and does that. I mean, you couldn't deliver a perfect message at a time when kind of the club and the fans needed it most. To, I think that free kick is sensational. It's one of those goals where you kind of, you draw drops and you kind of just don't know what you're doing for a couple of seconds after because you're not actually sure what's happened. But I saw him set up and I thought, you know from that distance it's going to have to be a hell of a strike to beat any keeper, let alone his international teammate Martinez. But then it, it, it just goes and like, okay, this is this is on target. It's going somewhere. And then the way it just kind of bounces straight back out of the net as well. It's it's perfect. The celebration was fantastic. It really made the goal what it was. And his whole, whole performance tonight, he was really there, just kind of cajoling the players up, energising them, kind of really leading them on, which is what you need from your big name players in this side he is obviously he is still on the younger side in the footballing spectrum in terms of age but in terms of experience and what he's had he's won a World Cup he's got so much under his belt that is invaluable to this Chelsea team and what they need right now and when he as you say when he's got Moises Caicedo alongside him this is what the Chelsea hierarchy and Pochettino probably drew up on the whiteboard when they had when they had Caicedo coming in this is what they wanted to do and they performed together perfectly tonight. There was that one-two in the first half in a very little tight situation that led to a nice little Chelsea move forward. And that's perfect. That's what you need your midfield pivots to do in games like that. Take the pressure off the fence, break the lines and get forward. Fantastic. Just please, 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 Pochettino, put those in them in those positions again because Chelsea are 100 times better with them like that. Indeed, indeed. Uh, Harrison, I kind of want to have a word for, you know, a couple of, uh, again, like you said, we've touched on, I said, we've touched on basically every player, you know, so far, that's just how good it was. I kind of want a word on Dezazi, Badi Shield and, and Ben Shield, and I guess Petrovic as well. I mean, Petrovic, again, you know, made, you know, important saves when he needed to at times when Chelsea were potentially, you know, in the first half, you know, there was like a moment where Chelsea saw switch off at the end of the half and, you know, Petrovic just makes you know, the saves that he needed to. Um, but Harrison, just what I thought, Ben Shaw, that you know, that was more like it from from Chile. He'd had a couple of rough games against um, against Liverpool and Wolves, but he was he was you know right on it tonight. Dazazi with a crucial block at a three 0 he was pretty solid. And Badi Shil, yet yeah, like maybe he had a, a bit of a shaky start to the game, but overall I thought he grew into that game and was pretty confident. And said, yeah, man, Petrovic, you know, I can't really reform. He has one scary moment where he sort of channels his inner Rob Sanchez and you know the distribution, but gets charged down and maybe he'll be a bit disappointed with the goal he concedes, but. Again, I thought that was a you know a really a good night for him, commanding in his box, etc. Um, I mean, yeah, it says a word that you know the only starter who we've not really mentioned, you know, out of them is Cole Palmer, who had perhaps one of his more 
quieter games, but also we did see his effect, you know, in help leading for Preston. Yeah, maybe, you know, we didn't quite get the best of Cole Palmer tonight, but we certainly got the best out of the probably the 10, or, 10 other individuals on the pitch, didn't we? Without a doubt, and I think that defence there, that's been the one big issue about the whole season, really, but especially last week, is that defensive structure and how open it's been at, on so many occasions in teams especially Wolves on Sunday, they ran riot down that left, left-hand side with Thiago Silva and Ben Chirwell. But Chirwell looked assured. He looked assured of his role, assured of what he needed to do and how he needed to defend. And I think a big part of that was the fact he had Nicholas Jackson tracking back and helping out. He got support from the winger on his side, which he maybe hasn't had so much in recent weeks. And probably the same on the flip side as well with just having a bit of some support from Adewecki. And that, that helps tenfold. It's kind of... The old adage of you forward to your first line of defence and that's how it needs to be. You, know, you start with your forwards and you work your way back in terms of your lines of defence. And then you've got Dizazi and Badashi in the middle. Obviously, a very successful pair when they were Monaco together. And probably one of the few times they've actually played together for Chelsea because of all the injuries and Thiago Silva playing and whatnot and different formations and stuff. But Dizazi, you could see what it meant to Dizazi as well tonight. That block he made on the six-yard line and the roar and the passion after. It was just good to see an assured, competent defensive performance where, apart from a mad five minutes midway through the second half and then a little wobble right at the end of the game and out of time, Chelsea looked fine defensively tonight and I don't think there's many times I've been able to say that after a game of football against a side like Aston Villa this season. Indeed. Indeed, obviously, Harrison, there was like been, you know, a not- notable change to the starting 11. Uh, that was that Thiago Silva was out. Uh, Bell Silva did apologise after her tweet, but we, you know, we talked about on, on the show uh, on Sunday. Her tweet said, I'm sorry about my personal outburst. As a passionate Chelsea fan, has caused such an impact. I'm passionate about the team. I thrive on victories and I'm saddened by defeats. We all want the same thing. A winning team come on Chelsea. Um, yeah, Bell. Still, please don't do that again. You do have a you do have a habit of it with uh, with Timo and uh, with Graham Potter as well. But, you know, uh, Harrison, who knows? Maybe her message all along was uh, was outing Tiago, saying, Pod, he's the change you need to make. Uh, uh, and obviously, Harrison, but, you know, without trying to rip into Reams, it did feel quite telling in all sense that when Sterling came on, it did sort of coincide with Chelsea looking a bit worse. And Chelsea sort of just, yeah, maybe looking the worse. They did a game, and maybe to an extent, Silver. Although you know, I, I don't necessarily think that's more. I think that is probably you know less on, on Silver. Um, but yeah, Harrison. You know, side point. I wait to see, what happens. But we do have a we do have a nice gap till 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 we next play. Obviously, we play on on Monday night away at, at Crystal Palace. So there's about a five day a five day gap. Obviously, Baddy Shield goes off. So who knows? Silver might be back in. Um. But I guess my question is, would you quite would you like to basically see this team, you know, against Crystal Palace? Obviously, Crystal Palace will you'd imagine under Hodgson pose a different threat. It's, you know, they are less likely to attack us and we're perhaps less likely to have as much space. But, you know, I, I kind of feel as to a man like feels it feel quite harsh to sort of drop really many of those. And I guess, you know, the only change is if if needs be at times that, you know, Poch can make to that team is he maybe you, you know. Palmer doesn't play a century and you just switch him and Jackson and maybe that just is maybe the only tweak that this needed to be done. But, you know, looking forward, I mean, we'll have to see how serious Baddy Shields injury and Kaisida, you know, maybe had or not, but he, he finished the, you know, he didn't he didn't have to come off. So I believe that was nothing too serious. But would you like to maybe see this team certainly stick this stick with this team moving forward or certainly 
in the meantime, probably continue on without Thiago Silva and Raheem Sterling in the starting eleven. It's perhaps the easier question for you to answer there. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Crystal Palace are going to kind of, as you touched on, going to pose a completely different threat. They're not, not going to have Michael Elise. I think Eze's out injured as well. I think Gray's injured as well. So they're not, they're missing some key names. They're not going to really want to play kind of football per se. They're going to probably be happy to sit in and try and hit Chelsea on the counter attack, which then completely different to Villa tonight. So it probably does ask for maybe a slightly different skill set. But then there is the part of me as well that says, well, Portugal, you've trusted these 11 players tonight when. Who knows where his job kind of was on the radar of getting sacked or not in the views of the hierarchy. He's trusted kind of those 11 players and they have delivered and delivered excellently for him. So, I mean, where possible, you stick with that same team for this next game. Because otherwise, you're probably sending a bit of a wrong message out as well to the squad. Because where's the reward for putting in performance like that if you find yourself on the bench for the next game for someone who was dropped, who played in the two league games before? So, it's obviously it's a little difficult balance to strike. Especially as you kind of say, Balotelli, unfortunately, looks like he might have to miss the game, which would mean Thiago Silva comes back in, which then does kind of change the way you defend because Chelsea looks so much better. Being able to have a higher defensive line today with a bit more pace in there and able to recover, saw on a couple of occasions today. But yeah, same same team, really. I, I just don't see the need because, especially when you need a bit of continuity and players give them regular minutes, regular roles in the team kind of build an identity, build a shape, build a system that kind of produces repetitive performances and results on field. You keep that same team as best you can, especially the core of it. You don't change it. And if it goes wrong at Palace, then you, you look at it for the game after and change from there. But for Palace, use what you did tonight, use it to your strengths and you should get three points there. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Indeed, said Poch, you know, you made some bold calls tonight in a, in a sense and and they very much, you know, they worked. And I think it's now on to you if you want to, you know, take this forward. And that's an opportunity as well to sort of just build that faith and that relationship with fans if you continue this, you know, or, you know, it will be because it will no doubt be frustrating if you then kind of go back to type and you we see Sterling at Crystal Palace, etc. Uh, it will probably be quite frustrating for the fans. But no, that was that was, you know, truly, truly big. And as said, you know, this could be, I mean, you know. In Maurizio Pochettino's first season at Spurs, he credited a you know a late a late come from behind win at Aston Villa, albeit that was in the league, as a turning point uh, in his reign at Spurs. Maybe this can be a turning point potentially in his reign at Chelsea, but we'll have to wait and see. But that was certainly the best performance we've seen under Maurizio Pochettino so far. It was an absolute joy to watch. I I said I honestly couldn't believe my eyes, and I I had to double check that I was watching Chelsea. And this was not some 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 other team that was just wearing our colour shirt. It was truly. Truly brilliant, as said, and it now sets up, you know, an FA Cup midweek tie against Leeds. It brings back a, a, a rivalry, you know, that means a lot for 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 a certain generation, and it just, you know, gives Chelsea a great chance of progressing in the cup, and then hey, get past Leeds, and then you're looking at being in a in an FA Cup quarter final, which is is something to absolutely absolutely love and get excited by it. And it said it gives it just gives life to Chelsea season. It felt with Wolves and Liverpool that the life was maybe starting to. To, to drain after an encouraging month, but you know, some, you know, the life, it's very sun life still in this season. And I think it's now up to Chelsea and Poch to, to use tonight in a productive way uh, and, and use it to build on. But no, it was absolutely, it was absolutely huge. As I said, we basically talked about every single player in pretty glowing, glowing terms. Uh, tonight as said, obviously if we were to maybe be a bit critical of Poch, which sure, maybe we could do, maybe, maybe we question, you know, the subs, maybe we question, 
you know, because Chelsea did tie up a bit late on, could he have maybe made changes a little bit earlier? Maybe. Did we need to see Raheem Sterling come on for Chelsea tonight? You know, could it have been an opportunity to try and get some confidence into a Mikhailo Mudrik? I don't know. There's obviously, um, you've obviously got Ben Chilwell and Malagusto who have been out with injuries. You know, was there a point in that game where maybe they could have, you know, got some rest? Certainly one of the two got the rest. Obviously, there's, you know, there's the young uh, left-back Samuel Smith on the bench. I believe he's a left-back anyway, who could have potentially come on maybe at some point for a debut. That would have been nice. But really, folks, we are kind of being very, you know, nitpicking at this point. You know, really, if I'm, you know, in a game where we're 3-0 up and I'm maybe moaning about, you know, three one three and half the time and moaning about the subs when we've had it. We've had a very good good night because nobody saw it being this comfortable um, beforehand. And you said we made a a good Aston Villa side, a very good Aston Villa side look look very very ordinary. I said the the most without doubt the most impressive win of a Pochettino era so far. And yeah, just a, a truly wonderful night. Uh, you know, the cup run continues. As said, it's been yeah just truly truly glorious um nights and said it was a yeah a joy an absolute joy to watch and how you know we've not said that too often with Chelsea over the past couple of years um I said I don't think there's really anything more to to wrap up uh so we will you know we will wrap up there um Harrison it's been a pleasure when I sent you this message last night you said you were gonna you were gonna pray um so so you're praying you, you pray good and I'm pleased for you that your 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 little your mini horrid run has come to an end. You obviously started off with, with two two wins, uh, Luton and Spurs, and then were brought back down to the brutal the brutal reality of Chelsea with a with a couple of stinkers uh, of Man United away uh, and Middlesbrough. And just when we're kind of thinking maybe all hope is lost, there comes Chelsea to to pull out a performance we didn't know they had in them. And so yeah, that was truly 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 lovely lovely to have you back on to sort of break your little losing streak. Um. Before you go, give people a pl- uh, one last plug where they can find you and all your work. And, you know, if they want to read a, a, an article about Maurizio Pochettino, but, made, but who knows, has perhaps, you know, not aged well. Who knows, maybe, maybe he stuck, he, maybe he saw that in time and he stuck that up on the dressing room beforehand and said, this, this, this kid Harrison, he doesn't rate me. Prove to him, prove to him he's a mug. I don't know. Just give yourself one last plug. Yeah, so I may have released an article about eight hours before kickoff that said Pochettino isn't the right man for Chelsea anymore. But, I love to be proved wrong. So if we can have more of the same, please, Pochettino, as obviously if you've read my article, you'll also be listening to this as well. So more of the same, please. But um, no, but thank you as always for having me on. And you can find me at hbirds 2 on Twitter and then also the Chell Social where said article is as well. Lovely, lovely stuff. Harrison's links will be in the description below. And hey, maybe he just needs to, you know, maybe we just need, maybe it's like the Johnny Bairstow effect, you know, in the cricket, maybe you just need to fire fire him up maybe we can get Harrison to, to, to write an ask about Mudrick or something next then Mudrick will read that and he'll fire him up maybe Harrison is the is the secret ingredient to turning things around and motivating this this group um anyway as for us we're on Twitter or X of that Chelsea pod we're on Instagram at that Chelsea pod we're on all your usual podcast platform providers Apple Spotify Google etc if you've enjoyed what you've heard please feel free to leave a rating and review whenever I tweet the pod out any likes and reposts go a long way it does mean a lot at the end of the day. We're just Chelsea fans talking about the one club we love. This is a podcast by fans for the fans. And, you know, we just want to get out there to as many, many people as possible. And, you know, when we get to talk about tonight, you know, and we get to be talk about this team and Poch in glowing terms, you know, when we, you know, talk about how how well Poch got it right tonight, how well this team played. Um, yeah, it, it's really nice. And it is a really funny, you know, tonight, night, nice like tonight, you know, kind of make you 
realize yeah doing the podcast is actually really really fun and it is worth what it is worth one it is worth you know recording it at this late time um to do it for you guys listeners so yeah whenever that's out please please enjoy um as i said it's been a good night we'll be back uh next week to look back at a, at a game against crystal palace where hopefully chelsea continue their impressive winning run and said after that you know there's some there's some challenges ahead there's you know man city away there's a there's a certain league cup final and a, there's a there's a an fa cup meeting uh one for the ages against dirty dirty leads so that will certainly be a lot of fun um so yeah have a good evening everyone or when you're listening to this good morning enjoy the rest of your days and hopefully this puts a spring in your step to go about the rest of your days until the next episode keep a blue flag flying high that was the best performance away from home since madrid away 2022 easily that was the reaction we wanted on sunday they played together they played with heart they played with passion they played with a point to prove and please god do that again monday sports social podcast network hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.